0: Just going to church every once in a while is not going to really get the breakthrough we need. We need to turn that fire hose on, right? And that's what Operation Soul Lives is. When we turn that fire hose on, and we flood you with the Word of God. We clean you out. Amen? We clean you out with the Word of God. So Operation Soul Lives, it's a catalyst for you to grow in the Lord like never before. I think of it like CrossFit for your soul. And I'm your, and I'm your spiritual trainer. I'm going to whoop you into shape spiritually. I'm a nice guy, but still. And um, number two is our life groups. Life groups are the local, that small gathering of believers. We like to think of the Sunday morning as the family reunion and the life groups as that smaller nuclear family that spiritually you're journeying with two or three, maybe 10 or 12, but you're gathering in community. But here's the thing. Number one, why do we do that? But number two, how do we do that? The Bible says to encourage one another daily. While is called today, lest any of you be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Man, on any given day, we can be taken out by the enemy with deception, accusation, temptation. We need brothers and sisters to encourage us. All right, if you take a piece of coal out of a fire and you put it by itself, it's going to get dim, right? Coals, in order to stay hot, need each other. That's the same thing with us. And so in Hebrews ten, we're told, "Do not neglect the assembling of yourselves together, as is the habit of some." It's funny because that was written, like, just a couple decades after Jesus' resurrection, right? The church is kind of early on, and people were already not gathering in communities, thinking, I can do it all by myself. And yet Hebrews says, don't neglect the gathering, the assembling together. And listen, the early church, they did not just meet in a big gathering like this, though they did do this, by the way. This is the family reunion. We need this. Let me tell you, because that was fun stuff we just did, right? But we need also the smaller gathering. There's descriptions in the book of Acts that they met in homes and in the larger gatherings. Not just in Acts, but in 1 Corinthians 14, there's these descriptions of smaller and larger gatherings. And in the book of Acts, it says that they devoted themselves to the apostles' doctrine, to prayer, and to fellowship, and to the breaking of bread, which is communion. See, it's important, if you gather in twos and threes, or you gather with ten, that you don't just gather to play Xbox Or you don't just gather to watch a movie, although that's good at times. We need to gather around the word. Amen? We need to gather around prayer. We need to seek the Lord together. That's the kind of fellowship we need when we exhort one another daily while it is called today. See, so I want to encourage you. We have life groups that meet for you, but also some of you just incarnationally meet in twos and threes. Praise God. But don't let it become just some social gathering. Let it become something that says, you guys, let's seek God together. Let's read the word together. Let's talk about, it. see what I'm saying? So you don't have to be one of the formal life groups. Please, start your own life group. But we need to seek the Lord around the, the, um, the word. And number three are our teams. Teams are when we learn to give away the bible says whatever gift you have given share with others ministry our ministries and our outreaches they are a tool for jesus to disciple you remember when jesus said hey guys come follow me and then a couple days later i don't know maybe it was a couple months i don't we don't know he said uh, okay you and you you go out and you heal the sick you raise the dead you cast out demons freely you have received freely give tell them the kingdom of god has come and you're right jesse and glory gone. You want us to do what? Well, I haven't been to Bible college. I haven't, or I haven't graduated Bible college yet. I haven't, she's in Bible college. Uh, I haven't, I haven't, uh, you want me to raise the who raise the, raise the flag. I said, raise the dead. Jesus said, right? Do you realize what Jesus did? He started with new believers and told them go out two by two and do these things, right? That's craziness, but that's his way. Why is it his way? Because ministry and outreach is a tool for him to disciple you and make him more like you. I mean him, not you. That would be bad. (laughs) The Lord, do you realize that if you avoid ministry, you avoid becoming like Jesus? But not only that is, you have a gift from God. And if you don't give it, we all miss out. See, God has given us this assignment to go and make disciples, to multiply disciples in churches. He's given us this assignment. And if you don't do your part, guess what? It's not going to happen. But praise God that almost all of our church is in ministry. Do you know that? Do you know that like 90% of the people in our church, they serve at least in a once a month ministry? That many of you are out there sharing your faith and praying for people? So I don't say this to be negative, but if you're not in a ministry, I want to challenge you. You're missing out on discipleship, and we're missing out. I can't do it. I can't do it all. I'm not even that smart. I'm not even that talented, and I don't have enough time. I need to release you guys to do the ministry. Amen? Amen? That's what the Bible says is my role and the, and the role of the elders, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, your ministry. So thank you for serving. And so here's the deal. If you're not in a life group, get into one or get, grab two or three people and journey with them regularly. If you're not in a ministry, if you're not serving in ministry, do it. Get into it now. Join a team. And we do things in teams because Jesus never wanted to do, to do things by ourselves. And number three, if you haven't gone to the next level of OSL, like if you've not done level one or if you've not done level two, do it, get into it, because it's this fire hose that's going to kick you to another level. No matter where you're at, it's going to help you to grow, all right? So that's what we're wanting you to do, and that's, that's, that's our heart. Now, I also want to remind you on the back, we talk about some targets, that we are aiming at some targets for 2014. It's our, it's our short-term vision and goals, and I, want, I just want to keep asking you pray. Partner with us in prayer. Partner us, partner us with giving as the Lord leads you. And uh, let's really press into these things. A lot of what we've been doing, a lot of changes we've been bringing. And Easter, we hit Easter hard. And we're, uh, we're making some changes to, in the fall, we're going to multiply a number of outreaches and groups. And Kurt's going to highlight some of that. But we're doing a lot of preparation now, a lot of training and developing and releasing of people to multiply and to reach more people for the Lord, to reach these targets. The Lord has given us specific things to focus on. And so I'm asking you to help us to pray to give to those things. Amen? All right. So thank you guys. And Kurt, give us some details on this.
1: All right. So here's how we can uh, do that this summer. Because um, every season's a season to do this. So if you want to follow with me, I'm looking at the program. If you're like visual, like me, you'd rather see the words. You can follow the words with me. Um, I will explain a few things. So for Operation Solid Lives, Dave just explained that. That is starting July 20th, both levels one and two. So if you've never done it, uh, show up the first day, even if you're not even sure, because the first day you can show up without paying anything, and you basically get an overview of what the class is, and then decide if you want to stay. Um, level two, you already know, and so, but I would encourage you, it just keeps getting better, like Dave said. The leadership classes, which is tentative right now, basically means we're looking at doing some additional training, and it's really not just for leaders, but if you go, you're basically saying, I want more, <laughs> and when you say, Lord, I want more, the Lord and trust you with more, after, you know, as he pours into you. So that's um, that's coming up. For the life groups, we basically have something every day of the week this summer, which is actually pretty amazing because usually we take a break for a lot of things during the summer. So um, Daily Alignment, which is uh, Clint's group, uh, meets every morning at the church office, Monday through Fridays 8 to 9. Uh, anyone can come to that. Great group. Women's Prayer Meeting, Monday nights at 6.30. Lynn Allen leads that. She can answer more questions. But ladies, if you want to Go deep in prayer. Um, it's not you felt. It's not you will fellowship, but you're really attacking things in the spirit. That's really the emphasis. So if that tugs on something there, um, okay. This encounter God gathering on Tuesdays. Let me explain that really quick. Encounter God gatherings this last year has been once a month. It would be Tuesday nights, and it would be like a it would be a worship night. We're gonna still do that. That's actually coming up this coming Tuesday. It's gonna be a worship night. And we're uh, we call it encounter God because we do every you know God is with us all the time. But there's something when you focus on Him, uh, He's focusing on you. And um, but what we're going to do after this coming Tuesday is for the next eleven Tuesdays after this coming Tuesday, we're going to be not only doing worship, but we're also going to be teaching uh, out of the Song of Songs. Um, talking about how we see Jesus in the song and how God is calling us to encounter his heart, really. And then we'll end those cla- you know, that time on Tuesdays with responding to, Lord, this is how you love me, and let me thank you for that. Uh, so with that, Kurt and I are going to teach that, and we're going to move the
0: location to my house. And we'll have child care, because uh, I have kids, and so we have to. But... <laughs> I'm just messing, but uh, so this this uh, Tuesday, it's at the New Community Center for Worship, and then we'll start our series on Song of Songs, and this is going to be exciting. It's on the, the light of Jesus, and we're going to take you deep into the Word, but it's worship and the Word, so it's going to be a powerful encounter, and most, to be honest with you, Kurt and I are doing it because now we get to teach what we want to teach. Uh, no, <laughs> we're like, you know, a lot of times we're like, okay, I got to hear the Lord and feed feed you the Word of God, what God's saying, but Lord's like gave us the green light we've been wanting to do this for a while and probably i'll keep doing it in the fall as the lord wills and i'll get into matthew the book of matthew and the kingdom of god so
1: we want to go deep on some of this stuff all right go for it all right so this tuesday at the office every other tuesday his house unless otherwise notified all right, Wednesdays is Men's Fraternity, obviously, for the guys, and they've been getting some awesome breakthrough. I say they because I'm not able to make it on Wednesdays, but I hear great testimony from it. Uh, Branches is an in-depth study of the Gospel of John. So on Tuesdays, we're doing in-depth in Song of Songs, and then we got the New Testament uh, gospel by the the one who was beloved by Jesus, in-depth. Uh, Sergio's leading that with um, Terry and Sam. Uh, that's Branches, 6 p.m. That's at the church office. adopt blocks. Uh Adopt-a-block group meets on Fridays at 7 p.m. You can talk to Sam Harbour or Sergio or George and Annie for more information about that. A marriage renewal group is every fourth Saturday of the month. So if you're married, if you're engaged, um, we'd love you for you to come. Child care is provided. We're relaunching the Transformers, which is K through 5th. They have their own, you know, we have a kids' life group. That's awesome. Um, So you can come to that uh, in the fall, and I'll highlight some more fall things. Uh, Really... I'm trying to move quickly, so you can look at the paper if I move too fast. Uh, we have summer events, so not only are we going to get together as we regularly do in life groups, but we want to do more just connection um, together with everybody, So, because in a life group, you only have so many people. To facilitate that, we're going to have pool parties, a uh, family movie, and a barbecue. Those are going to be the Wednesdays of July 9th at 6 p.m., uh, Wednesday, July twenty-third at six p.m. and Wednesday, August twentieth at six p.m. Uh, there's something called the Rock Conference. Which, if you've been to our church, you've heard about it before. But we, if you don't know, we submit ourselves. We are partnered with, and we're basically submitted to the blessing that's under a church in Anaheim, another fourth square church called the Rock. Um, Pastor Jerry Dearman is actually a mentor of Dave Turner, and then he's asked Dave pretty much every year for the last four or five years to speak at the Rock conference and it's the conference they do as a church but if you want to go and again encounter god in an extended period we encourage you even just to come one night um at anything okay so that's rock Conference is july 13th through 15th youth camp if you're junior high through high school uh, we're going to do a youth camp of uh, july 16th through 20th uh you can again put on your connect card or ask me but we need to get that rolling <laughs> i've talked to the parents already a lot of them Um, Not everyone yet, though. All right, we have a baptism, another baptism potluck coming up July 27th. An all-church camping trip, August 7th through 9th. Uh, Again, more information about this is going to come forth um, soon. And then uh, another Transformers k 5th group. Oh, that will be announced. Uh, Okay, so in terms of ministries, and again, Dave was talking about getting involved in ministries. uh, Basically, all of these teams uh, have a need. And, um, but that's not why you're going to do it. You're going to do it because the Lord has put it on your heart. Now, sometimes the Lord says, fill where there's a need, (laughs) but, um, but you're also submitted, Lord, you know, what do you want me to do? And a lot of times it'll be your passion. It'll be your heart. You might just say, I don't know if God's telling me, but I really want to check out this. Like we have a graphics group, a creative arts team, I mean. So, um, let me just highlight these really, really quick hospitality Team is either you could be serving helping set up refreshments on Sundays or taking them down. You can help with greeting. That's a month a month. Uh, you can be part of the worship team. If you don't know how to play an instrument, you can sing. But there is an audition involved with that. But if you're interested, mark it on your Connect card. Media team, like Sam is doing with the PowerPoint. Um, and the video sound team, you get to uh, be under Fred. And Fred gets to show you how to do the sound. And you'll feel really smart because it's, it's actually not that hard. You just It takes a second to learn it. Um, sound and creative, creative arts team, through the video and graphics, that's Dan. And, um, you know, we've been having an increase of videos, an increase of uh, just great graphic design. We have a lot of design that we haven't had for a while, and that's thanks to that team. Uh, prayer ministry team, you, if you're interested, we have uh, people praying for people after service. Next gen team, so if you're interested in serving with from nursery all the way up to um, uh, high school students, you know, not only do we have need, but it's just, it's just very dear to, near to the heart of the Lord that you would serve those who, um, who are near his heart. God God is very close to the, the vulnerable, and he sees kids. He sees those who are still getting poured into by adults as, as vulnerable. And it's, it's, I would encourage you to really pray about that. There is an application, but you can express your interest on the Connect card. You can be part of a life group team, uh, the marriage team, for example. Uh, life group has a team that helps facilitate it. Uh, there's an outreaches we do. There's an Adopt a Block uh, Life Group. Uh, we do what we call Day of Blessings once every like four months. As of we have them right now, and that's where we, you know, say Lord, how can we serve someone in the community? And one time we, and we're going to try to keep doing this. We went to the police station and said, "Who's, um, whose house is in code violation? Um, because we'd like to help them get up to code." So. Uh, A couple people, for example, didn't have um, grass planted in their yard, and their neighbors were saying their house was ugly. So we said, you know what? You can't afford it. We'll come and plant the grass for you. And we did. Uh, It actually looks pretty good. (laughs) Never done it before, and it worked. Thank you, Lord. Um, But we have some more outreaches coming. We actually have uh, a—we are interested in launching in the fall a Spanish-speaking life group that we're going to—we are believing God that's not only going to just be a life group, but bloom into so many— other things, Um, and it will be an outreach life group in terms of we're not just going to hang out and speak Spanish together, those of us who are, um, I'm going to show up and really work on my Spanish. Um, But we're actually launching the group to reach into a neighborhood like we've done with Adopt the Block. So if you're interested in that, just mark it on your Connect card, uh, and we'll let you know. Uh, We also, same thing for youth, we're doing um, youth outreach come in the fall, and so if you're interested, again, in helping with high school students uh, we've had in the past a life group for uh, high school students during the week. and the last couple years, it hasn't been available, but we'd like to launch it up again in the fall. So if you're interested with that, uh, if you would like to help with facilities, awesome, because I have to leave that, and I appreciate your help. And then administrative help. Uh, we have a lot of people help during the week, but um, we need help with Connect Cards and just different administrative things. So thank you for listening to all that. I know that was a lot of information. Did I get everything? I think we're good too.
0: <laughs>
1: Amen. Uh, all right. Yeah, I think it's time for the, the greeters, the ushers. All right, so if the ushers could come forward, we're going to pray for the
0: giving. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Come on forward. The uh, one thing we forgot to mention is if you are interested in any of these live groups, any of these teams, you can write on your Connect card or even use that QR code and do it online. And we have some sign-up sheets in the back. So you say, oh, okay, well, I'll go back there and I'll check it out and I'll write it down. And You write down what you're interested in, all right? So we really, really love you guys and want to c- help you c- connect relationally and, and release you into ministry. Go for it, Kurt. Pray. Okay.
1: Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that you bless the giver. You bless us. You bless the wicked and the righteous. But, Lord, there's something about when we give, uh, you love to give back. So, Lord, we don't do this to manipulate you. We just say thank you that you do bless the giver. And I ask for those this morning who are believing you for jobs and new jobs, who are uh, believing you for rent. I was even, Lord, remembering I was talking to someone this morning who, uh, for, for a couple of years we'd been believing for a house and a job, and the Lord provided. And so I just declare that over you, church, that the Lord will be your everything. So you can trust him. Some of you are wondering, "Ah, you can trust him. I just declare right now in the name of Jesus. So thank you, Lord, for what you're doing this morning, and we receive your blessing, your name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. All right. Well, cool. So those of you who like short messages, you're going to be
0: happy. And those of you who are like, oh, I want more word, you can come back next week and I'll give you some more word. But uh, with everything we were doing today that we felt was important, we wanted to spend some time encountering the Lord. But... I have a word of the Lord for you. So I don't want you to check out yet, all right? I want you to engage your heart and be ready to receive from the Lord, okay, today? And so, tour with me to Luke chapter 6, Luke chapter 6, and then later we're going to go to Isaiah 54 and a few other verses, but Luke chapter 6 and then go to Isaiah 54. Man, you know, last week we laid hands on some people to receive the Baptist Holy Spirit. And somebody was filled and started speaking in their spiritual language. Praise God, huh? Amen. Sometimes, you know, you do that on a Sunday morning and people are like, what are they doing? What are we doing? We're giving God space to move. And he did. It was awesome. And then uh, I heard that uh, at the women's retreat, man, I've been hearing stories of like, wow, I I can't even get into all of it, but Rosie was healed. That was awesome. So praise God. Come on. Get happy here, huh? Somebody got healed. That's a good thing. So God is doing some great stuff in people's lives, let me tell you. And, uh, and the Lord is, we've been learning as a church that God wants to bless his people. And boy, I've, got, I've had shared testimonies with you of people getting jobs and promotions. And even Michelle and I, we had some, uh, we had some needs and, and uh, they were unexpected. And though we are blessed and we are provided for, well, we had some financial needs and they were way beyond what we could afford i said lord i don't know what to do but i i said lord i need you to take care of these bills big ones and lord said got it covered so i trusted him for months i said lord thank you that you bring in abundance for every good work you will provide thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord and uh just anytime that doubt arises no i thank you lord that you will provide you've Pride all my need according to riches and glory. And I'm telling you, thousands of dollars have come into Michelle and I from random places. No, I mean, we're talking inheritance or just different things, gifts that we did not work for. We did not expect. And they're really just a one-time thing to make up the difference that we had, right? right, We don't... We're good. We're taken care of. But these were like, oh, what are we going to do about that, right? And we save and we plan. But there's things that just hit us, right? And didn't we say... Luke chapter six, it says right here, this is what we've been learning that the Lord wants to bless us. <clears throat> well, come on now. Where did it go? Here we go. The Lord wants to bless us, and in Luke chapter six, verse forty six, Jesus said this. But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? Whoever comes to me hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose and the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it for it was founded on the rock, but he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation against which the stream beat vehemently and immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was great. See, Jesus says, why, why is Jesus teaching this? He's teaching this because he wants people to get their life on the rock, which is him. And he wants them to be blessed. And look, Michelle and I had a storm. We didn't ask for the storm. It wasn't our foolishness, but storms come. But guess what? We come to Jesus. We hear his sayings and we do them. In this case, I stood on the promise of his word and I cried out to the Lord and he took care of it. Amen. That's what the Lord does. See, what happens is, when you follow Jesus as, as Lord, that means he's your owner, he's your decision maker, he's your leader, he's your master, and you're his. When you do that, and you come to him, which means you depend on him, not you, not your own wisdom, not your own abilities, not your finances, not your boss. You depend on the Lord, and you come and you hear his voice, and then you do what he says, his blessing is released, and his power and his favor, Amen? This is what the Lord wants. He wants to bless his people, but it's not automatic. He says right here, why do you call me Lord, Lord, not do the things which I say? We've got to be a people, and this is what we've been learning these last couple of weeks. We've been learning we need to make him our Lord. We need to say, Lord, you're the owner, I'm the manager. And we need to learn how to steward the things of God. See, the Lord has blessed me as I've trusted him, as I've walked with him in integrity since I was 16 years old. I know I still look like I'm 16 years old, but I'm not. I'm almost, I think 34, or is it almost 35? I seriously can't even remember anymore, right? I'm almost something. Okay, so, and in all those years, the Lord has continued to increase me. There's a verse that I've been thinking about lately, and it's somewhat of an encouraging verse, but also a challenging verse. It's about a king in the the Old Testament. I'll preach on the story another day, and it said, as long as he sought the Lord... The Lord increased in. That's my life. As long as I have sought God with everything within me, I have never pursued money. I've never pursued that. I just want to know Jesus intimately. He's my portion, my inheritance. And I want to serve the Lord and do his will. As I have done that, the Lord has always increased me. Are there storms? Oh, yeah. But the Lord has always increased me. And so the Lord has been speaking to me that when he blesses, we have to continue to steward that blessing and look to him as Lord and be led by the voice of the Lord, or what was blessing becomes a snare. It can be, but not for us. And so what we've been learning as a church is how to steward the blessing of God, to be faithful in the little, to cultivate what he's given us so that there will be more, right? And as we're faithful in the little, we'll be faithful in much. As we're we're serving the Lord and stewarding what he's given us, he releases more blessing, and last week, I shared a message called the, the manual and the meeting. And I was reminded by the Lord, I, I, I said, well, you know, I was going to move on and start dealing with some other things. But I was reminded by the Lord not to move on in the series. So honestly, today we're going to start, I'm just going to give you the brief intro and then, and then we're going to do this for the next couple of weeks. We're going to start, if you will, a sub series, right? So I'm changing last week's title. You say, can you do that? I can do that. It's my sermon, right? It's from the Lord, but it's mine, right? So I can change it. But also, I'm changing. We're, we're going to do a subseries, so we're going to get back to the series called "Stewarding the Kingdom," where we learn very specific principles about a steward, the things that God has given us. But we're going to start another series here, a subseries about hearing the Lord's voice. And here, here's why. If you'll turn to Isaiah 54, turn to Isaiah 54, and you'll notice, though. As you're turning there, you'll you'll notice in Luke chapter 6 what Jesus says. How do you build your life on the rock? Notice that Jesus says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? But do you notice that there's a process to following Jesus as Lord? Whoever comes to me, hears my sayings, and does them. Now, we looked at last week the fact that when we hear his sayings, it's not just the Bible, the written word, which is the manual, but we also need to be led by the spirit. So we're going to go into that deeper. But what we need is to come to Jesus, hear his sayings and do them. See, we need to learn how to hear his voice. If we don't know how to be led by the spirit, if we don't know how to hear the Lord and then trust him and obey him, we're not going to see the blessing released. This is key to stewarding the kingdom. This is so critical that the Lord told me I can't move on. I can't just give us principles, right? Then I would just be speaking to you out of some nice things that I thought up. No, I need to give you the word of the Lord, right? See, my job is to feed his sheep, all right? We're all sheep, but the Lord says, feed my sheep. I've got to give you the food that he wants you to eat, right? So here's the deal. So the Lord reminded me, let me read the verse to you, and and I'll give you the story here. Lord reminded me of this verse here in Isaiah 54, verse 13. Isaiah 54, verse 13. Now, those of you who know about Isaiah, Isaiah 53 is about the cross when Jesus dies and rises again. So prophetically, this is from the Old Testament, prophetically, this is about Jesus' death and resurrection, and Isaiah 54 is the blessing of our righteousness now that we're in Christ. It's prophetic, but it... It is now, Isaiah 54, is fulfilled. So there's a ton of stuff, by the way, in Isaiah 54 that pertains to our righteousness in Christ. For example, one of them says that God is no longer angry with us, but that we have peace with God. Covenant of peace. That's true. Now that you have received Jesus and all your sins are forgiven, the Bible says that, therefore, since you've been justified through faith, you have peace with God. So this Isaiah 54 has been fulfilled in Christ. Now listen to one of the prophecies that that come out of Isaiah 54. Verse 13, all your children shall be taught by the Lord and great shall be the peace of your children. This could have been more than a year ago that I woke up one morning and I heard the Lord say to me that they would all be taught by the Lord. I heard the Lord say to me, to me directly, that they would all be taught by the Lord. Now, when he told me that, this was in the morning, like I said, probably more than a year ago, I knew he was speaking to me about the church. In a sense, you're not my children, right? But in a sense, there's a spiritual uh, responsibility I have to to steward and to care for you, okay? And so the Lord spoke to me that they would all be taught by the Lord, that they'd all be taught by the Lord. It just kept resonating my spirit. And I remembered that the Lord spoke to me about that even years ago when I was a youth pastor, before I was ever a senior pastor. He told me, and maybe not necessarily in these specific words, but this idea that was pressed into me by the Lord through much time spent with him. The Lord convinced me years ago when I was a youth pastor. He said that they would all be taught by the Lord. See, I want my people to hear my voice, to be led by my spirit. And he told me, your job is to teach them how to hear my voice. Now, listen, Isaiah 54, verse 13, that is a promise. Did you hear that? That is a promise for you and for your descendants, both spiritual and biological. I declare that over my kids, and I declare that over you as a church, that you will be taught by the Lord. You will be taught by the Lord. Jesus prophesied this. I mean, Jesus fulfilled this promise. He quotes it in John chapter 6. He quotes it in John chapter 6 fulfilling it in his ministry. That you and I, now that we're in Christ, we can hear the Lord. We can be led by his spirit and we can be taught by God. Now listen, this is so big to me. This is so important to me because I have been convinced by the Lord that this is my primary assignment. One of my favorite stories is when John the Baptist is baptizing people in water and some Pharisees come to him and they're trying to provoke him to jealousy and they say, hey, we heard that Jesus and his disciples are baptizing more people than you. Like, what are you going to say? And John the Baptist just says, well, a man can only receive what has been given to him from heaven. And he says, I told you, I'm not the Christ. I'm not the Christ, right? And he says, I'm a friend of the bridegroom. Okay, he's saying that Jesus is the bridegroom. The church, the people who are going to be saved and become Jesus, they're his bride. And there's a lot of verses on that. He says, I'm just a friend of the bridegroom. He says, my joy... Is when they hear his voice. One of my favorite. See, my job is to preach the word of God to you and to teach you, not so you depend on me, but so that you hear the Lord. That's what I'm committed to. And when I was woken up about a year, a year and a half ago, and the Lord said to me that they would all be taught by the Lord, that they would all be taught by the Lord, he was reminding me that's why you're there. That's what you're doing, that they would all be taught by the Lord. And that's how I pray for you. That they would all be taught by God. Father, that they would all be led by your spirit. That they would know you. That they would hear your voice. That they believe the word of God. And they would put it into practice. They would come, hear, do. This is how I pray for you. and This is why I preach the way I preach. This is why we do OSL. This is why we do all these things. So that you would hear the Lord. Now, does that mean you don't need pastors anymore? No. No. he, He... That wouldn't make any sense, right? Hey, feed my sheep. He told, equip my saints for the work of ministry. No, we all need each other, and we always need to hear the word preached. I need a pastor. That's why uh, Kurt mentioned Jerry Dearman. He's my pastor, and he provides covering to you guys. And I have some other uh, leaders in the denomination that cover me as well, and other mentors. But I want to push this just for a couple more minutes in terms of the promise. Listen to what it says, verse 13. All your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. This is your righteousness in Christ. Because you are born again and his spirit lives in you, you get this. This is your inheritance, your righteousness in Christ. Listen to Jeremiah 31. Jeremiah 31, he makes it more clear. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant which they broke, though I was a husband to them, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me. From the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord. Listen, why? For I will forgive their iniquity and their sin. I will remember no more. Listen, because you have been forgiven and received the righteousness of Christ you can know the Lord. Because when you received Jesus, his spirit came inside of you. I'm, I'm, I know that the Trinity did not have this conversation, but just bear with me. It's kind of like Jesus said, okay, Father, I want to die for them so that their sins could be forgiven. I want to bring them back to us. And the Father said, yes, that's, that's what we need to do. And then but Jesus said, but... But, you know, how are we going to help them to, to really walk with us willingly? How are we going to deal with that rebellion issue in them? You know, how are we going to help them to really walk in our ways? And, and how are we going to help them? Like, I mean, if I just die for them and then I come, come back to heaven and then they'd be lost, you know, they're just kind of doing it on their own effort. And, you know, and they'll have the Bible, but, you know, that didn't work. They broke that the first time, right? Now, they did not have this conversation because, you know, he's eternal and he all, are this all, all figured out? I know. But just flow with me here. Sometimes we need to hear the reasoning of the wisdom of God. And I think the Holy Spirit, now I'm being silly, but the Holy Spirit stepped up and said, ooh, ooh, me, me. No, I'm joking. And the Holy Spirit said, I know, I know, Let, I'll come inside of them and give, give them your righteousness, Jesus, and I'll lead them. I'll take the word, the law that I wrote, and I'll write it on their hearts so it won't just be a book. I'll actually write it on their hearts, and they'll, they'll know us intimately. I'll reveal them to you. I'll speak to them. I'll lead them in dark places and I'll unveil the word of God to them. That's what we'll do. And I think everybody, the Trinity just were like, yeah, high five. Uh, okay, I know, bear with me. But that is, that is what has happened. In God's brilliant wisdom from all eternity, God knew he needed to write his law on our hearts. The same Holy Spirit that wrote the Bible is the same spirit that lives inside of you and he wants to lead you. Amen? You can be led by the Lord. You can be led by the Spirit. It says in Romans 8, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. If you're a child of God, you're in the house, you get that. You get led by the Spirit because you're His kid. Do you think that God has favorites? Like, do you think that, like, you know, yesterday, that Michelle was like, okay, Emma, you get a little toy from the garage sale, but uh, John David, oh, stinks to be you. You're like, not today, because you're not my favorite. No, I mean, you know, she texted me. She was like, Emma got two toys. Do you, you know, go get John David a second toy. Why? Because, you know, they want to make things fair and such. But like, because we don't have favorites, right? They're all our favorites. We love all our kids. If you're, our, if you're his kid, you get all the blessings of God, amen? And one of those blessings and promises is that you can be led by the Spirit. Now, here's the deal. I'm going to show you how he leads us from the word of God. How is it that the Lord leads us by his spirit? How can you hear the Lord? And we're going to process some of that. How can you position your heart to receive? But I know many of you, you might feel like, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, he speaks sometimes, but I don't really hear him on a regular basis. Or others of you say, I don't really hear God. And I hear that, by the way, I hear that not just from other Christians. I hear that sometimes in our church. And I don't like it as the pastor When I hear, well, I don't hear God. I want to challenge you today. Don't say that. Because that's not what the word says. Now, I understand what you're trying to get at. You might mean, see, if I were sitting with you one-on-one, I might push you a little bit. And I say, what do you mean by that? Let's talk about that. And you might really mean, I haven't heard him for a little while. Or you might mean, there's some things where I'll hear God and other things. I'm not really sure, like on the details of stuff, I get confused. Okay, I understand. It can be tough. Or you might mean, well, I don't hear God like you hear God. You know, God woke you up in the morning and he spoke to you and he doesn't talk to me like that. Yeah, totally. It doesn't happen to me like that usually either. So you might feel like I don't hear God or from your experience you haven't heard the Lord or you haven't had that leading or you might feel confused or... You might sometimes hear the Lord and other times you go through a dry season. I want to challenge you don't say that you don't hear God. What you're saying is, I'm a second class citizen. I'm not a child of God. It doesn't work for me. No. What I want to challenge you today is this is the word of the Lord. He has promised you all my kids are going to be taught by me. All the people that I bought with my blood, they're going to know me. They're, my law is going to be written in their heart. And if you're his kid, you can be led by the Spirit. That's a promise of God. Amen? And what do we do with promises? Amen. Keep them, claim them, believe them, thank him. Hey, tomorrow I'm going to give you 100 bucks to help you with that bill. Right? You say, what do you say? Thank you. You don't say, I've never received $100. It's never happened for me. You say, it's never happened for me, right? When you hear a promise, you say, really? That's for me? And Christmas is coming? Oh, yay, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And that's what we do. I want to challenge you. Take the promises of God that you heard me preach to you today and stand on the word of the Lord and say, thank you, God. Thank you, God, that I hear your voice. Thank you, God, that you can lead me. Jesus said, "My sheep hear my voice." You say, "Lord, I thank you that I'm your sheep. I hear your voice. I thank you that I'm your kid. I will be led by the Spirit. I thank you, Lord, that I am yours and, and I can be taught by the Lord." And say and tell him. And I have no idea how that's going to happen. So pa- and then pray for Dave, pray for your pastor to teach you. No, I'm just messing, but say, "God, show me. Teach me. Teach me how to come here do." Because you're going to learn I'm committed to you learning how to hear God's voice. And many of you have had breakthrough in this. I know that many of you have had breakthrough as you go through a cell. You've been in this church. You begin to encounter his presence. You begin to hear his voice. But I know you go through seasons where you get confused or you get discouraged. I know I did. A little while ago, my confidence was just robbed. Was struggling to believe that God was with me. And I was confused about his voice. And the Lord came to me. He was actually at the Rock Conference. And he said, you need to stop thinking that I'm not with you. I'm with you. And I had some false guilt about some stuff, and he said, no, you didn't do anything wrong. So, of course, I repented for having false guilt. That's just how I am. (laughs) Do you guys catch that? I had false guilt, then I felt sorry that I had false guilt? Okay. All right, we need to wrap it up. Okay. And the Lord said, I'm with you. And the Lord convinced me, "I, I do speak to you. It didn't come to me more like that. It came to me more from Romans 8. I am your kid, and I am led by your Spirit. So then I began to stand on that promise. I said, Lord, I'm really struggling here, but I thank you, Lord, as many as are led by the Spirit are sons of God. As many as are led by the Spirit are sons of God. And I would meditate on that daily. And when I was struggling with my emotions, thank you, Lord, that as many as are led by the Spirit are sons of God. Lord, I have no idea what to do with the church right now. Lord, what's the next step? Lord, as many as are led by the Spirit are sons of God. As many as are led by the Spirit are sons of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, you're going to lead me. I thank you that I am led by the Spirit. I thank you that you do teach me. I thank you that I can hear your voice. Do you see what I'm saying? Why did I need to do that? It's not just because I had had an experience of hearing God. It's not just that I do hear God. It's that my, my confidence in hearing the Lord was being attacked by the enemy and by my own mind, by my own reason. Well, maybe, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. What's God saying? And I started getting into my own human reasoning, and I needed to shift back and say, thank you, Lord, that you love me, that you're with me. You've called me to this ministry, and, 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 in your, and you're blessing me, and I thank you that you're going to lead me, okay? So this is the word of the Lord, and this is the series we're going to do. The series is called, They All Will Be Taught by God, because that's what Jesus said in John 6. From Isaiah 54, they all will be taught by God, and I'm going to show you how you can be taught by the Lord, and you can be led by the Spirit, and I'm going to build your faith up, and I'm going to beat those lies down that have been accusing you. I'm going to build up your faith. I'm going to help you be confident to hear the Lord for your life and also as a prophetic community. All right. Use self-control, Dave. Just messing. Let's respond to the Lord. Kirk, come on up and respond to the Lord. You guys excited? Yeah. Stand in the promise this week. Go
1: for it. Hey Amen. Let's stand. Let's, just, let's do that right now. When you face a lie, you just declare it until you believe it. You Don't declare the lie. You declare the truth. <laughs> so let's, let's declare the truth, and then I'm going to pray over you. And then um, I'll just do my Indian announcement now. You'll be free to dismiss. We have a wonderful picnic potluck up there, which I would love for all of you to be there. If you're like, I forgot something. Subways down the street, just bring a, bring us a sandwich or something. I mean, like, please join us. We want you to be there. So let's do this right now. And I want you to declare this from your heart that I have heard the Lord and I will hear the Lord because you know something, even if you don't know if you've ever heard the Lord in your life, you heard him this morning, right? Amen. So let's declare, that, just repeat this after me. I have heard the Lord and I will hear the Lord because I'm a child of God with true of Jesus it's true of me. Jesus was led by the Spirit. And I am led by the Spirit. And I'll be led by the Spirit. So let me pray of you. Church, Lord, I thank you that you're going to do this over every single person. I declare over every person this week. As you would make a choice to go after God. God will respond to you. You will hear the Lord today. You will hear the Lord tomorrow. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. The Lord will be speaking to you. Uh, the Lord, lo- Some of you need to know the Lord loves you And he's going to speak that to you this week <laughs> The Father delights over you He laughs over you And guess what when the Bible says He doesn't remember your sins anymore That is true of you in Jesus name I declare over you in the name of the Lord So thank you Father for what you're doing And we receive everything you have for us this morning I pray in your name Lord Amen, amen So thank you If you could give us a hand with the chairs We'd appreciate it And by the way we have the prayer teams They'll be right up here, not in the pool. Um, They'd love to pray for you for anything this morning. If anything wrong with your body, anything, anything. So, um, and if anything was tugging on your heart because of the message too, just come up and they'd love to help you respond to the Lord as well.